For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, we are back talking to Scott. Uh, We've had questions dealing with homosexuality, uh, questions dealing with uh, the origins of suffering, and then yesterday talking about marijuana. Uh, So be sure to go and check those out. Uh, Today we get to another difficult question. Uh, The question is, why did God make Adam and Eve uh, with the ability to sin? Um, I know we've, most youth workers have dealt with this. You know, why in the world would God even put a tree in the middle of the garden? that would allow them to say, why not just create them perfect and let them live perfectly, um, you know, forever. Uh, so have fun with this question, Scott. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. what do you say when a student comes with you uh, with this question? Yeah. yeah, this actually might be a pretty short podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've, I've gotten this question a good bit and, um, and I've, my initial answer is usually, I don't know. And, so in preparation for this podcast, I went and looked up an R.C. Sproul lecture where he talks about this, and it takes him about 30 minutes to get to the answer that he doesn't know either. Uh, <laughs> could, you just read, could you just read that transcript of R.C. Sproul to us? Yeah, it's going to be an hour-long podcast now. that <laughs> um, he, So he kind of, yeah, he said, I don't know. He said, short answer is, I don't know why God would have allowed Adam and Eve to have the ability to sin, you know, why he would have put that tree in the garden. Um, and he said, you know, Aquinas couldn't figure it out. Augustine couldn't figure it out. Um, Calvin, Luther, Jonathan Edwards, none of these guys could really figure that out. And every answer that's been given always has a hole in it somewhere. And so, um, and so the, the, the short answer is, I don't know. Um, but we don't have to have, all our answers uh, or all our questions answered to trust the Lord. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like driving over a bridge. Like you don't have to fully understand how that bridge works to <laughs> trust it, um, to, you know, to put your weight on it. Um, so, so I think that's kind of one thing we, we have to talk about is we don't have to know everything to trust it. Um, but Go ahead. And, and yeah, I just want to say that that's a good, that's a good answer. <laughs> you know, I think that we, uh, I don't know, we, we always, and I know we've said something similar on this, this podcast, that oftentimes there is this desire in us to come up with an answer or to shy away from saying, I don't know, that we just feel guilty about that. We want to be, you know, to our students, there's a temptation to appear like, look, we've, uh, we know a lot about the scriptures and we want them to look to us as a resource but saying, I don't know, is a good answer, and it's okay. Um, you know, especially as we think about Scripture saying teachers will be judged more harshly. Um, that yeah. we, We've got to be cautious of how we answer certain things, and we, you know, we don't want to um, say something heretical uh, trying to, to answer this question. Because at the end of the day, ultimately, we do not know, and we're not going to have an answer. We can say some things, and you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll uh, discuss some, some more of what we can say. Um, but that is an okay answer, and I think it's important that youth workers hear that and that they say that to their students. 
Yeah, I think that's, that's right. Um, you can say short answer. I don't know, but there are things that we can know about this. Um, and, and we've kind of gotten at that on, in some of those other things. Like when we talked about suffering the other day, um, you know, the short answer is probably going to be, I don't know, but what, what can we know? We know who God is. Um, and so it's kind of the same for this question. Um, I don't know why God would have made Adam and Eve with the ability to sin, but, um, we can know some things about God. We can know that he is good. Um, and so if he's good, uh, then that means that evil being in the world at some level is good. Otherwise God would not have allowed it. Uh, which is really hard to think about. So that was something that uh, Sproul said. He said, even he said, I'm not saying evil is good. I'm not saying that the Bible condemns that. Um, but he said, he said, even though evil is not good, evil being in the world must be good. Otherwise it wouldn't be here. Um, wow. That's interesting. So think, yeah. And I think there's some, I think there's some, some scripture to back that up. Uh, um, you know, Romans nine, talks about those those people who are uh, vessels of wrath that that displays God's power um, there's first Peter 1 12 says that angels long to look into the grace that that believers receive that's offered in the gospel because um, angels don't know what it is to be an enemy of God and then be, to be brought into the family of God you know the, the depth of God's love for us is is deeper than it is for angels, um, and angels long to look into the gospel because they don't know what it is to experience that that level of of love, um, and so yeah. they long to look into that. And so, if evil had never been in the world, then then that depth of love may have never you know we wouldn't have known that depth of love maybe. Mm. Um, and I might be getting into some theological heresy here, but um, I'm sure somebody will call <laughs> me out. As we preface this with uh, cautioning our answers, we're, we're yeah, getting yeah. from this. But, but I mean, I also yeah. think of, you know, the life of, of Joseph and, you know, the, that's right. And what, what man intended for evil, God intended for good. And so there's definitely some of this, this application uh, there that I think we can bring in. And, and I think all the while saying, look, this, this question is so above us, beyond us, beyond our comprehension and understanding. But here's some, scriptures we can use to kind of help us as we think about this, uh, even though it's not the answer or whatever, I think it's, it's helpful. But like you said, I mean, even, I mean, joking about we're getting into some heresy, I think it's good to just bring that up of saying, Hey, like I want to be cautious here because we could get into some stuff again, where we're not made to know this answer. And if we start trying to give an answer, um, then we could get into some heretical uh, statements. So I think that's just a good caution to, to bring up as well. Yeah. It's kind of like talking about the Trinity. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just once you start talking about it, it's like you're already in dangerous water because <laughs> there's so many ways to go wrong. Um, and so, it, yeah, with this, you know, it's the, the short answer, I don't know is good, but, but there are some things that we can know and there's some clues in scripture um, that kind of get at this. Um, I think another one is, is Luke to, you know, the Christmas story, the angels singing glory to God in the highest. Uh, I think it was Spurgeon that said that, that's not talking about the location of God, but it's talking about the degree of the glory. Um, so, so Jesus, God himself becoming man is, is the height of God's glory. Almost. It's like the height of the expression of God's glory um, that God would, would set aside his rights and his privileges and come to earth, be mocked by people that he created. Um, that is, that is, 
a height of God's glory. Um, and he had to do that to save us from our sin, to save us from evil. Um, and so that wouldn't have happened if evil had not been uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there, there's not really a satisfying answer to that question. Um, but I think there are some things that we can say, okay, there, you know, this, like the gospel would not have happened if evil had not been a problem. Um, and so we can know more about God because of that. Um, so. Yeah, I, th- I think that's good. Like you said, some of these truths that we know more deeply um, because of the presence of evil. And, and again, saying all this, wanted to be cautious too, um, because it does, like you said, it feels like we're bumping up against uh, heresy. And so we've got to be cautious. Um, something else that I think is helpful uh, to bring up is the sufficiency of scripture. Um, that way we you know, need to assert that scripture is enough, that God has given us everything we needed to know. You know, from Genesis to Revelation, uh, we have to believe, uh, cling to uh, the, the reality that God did not want us to know this answer explicitly, um, or he would have yeah. told us. And so we don't need to go just digging and digging and trying to come up with an answer uh, that it's okay for him because he is supreme and authority that we just submit to that. Say, I mean, to our students, look, if God wanted us to know this answer, he would have put it in the Bible. And scholars that are far brilliant than any of us have not come up with just the answer. You know, there are some things like we've just said and R.C. Sproul uh, said uh, that we can point to, um, but we just, you know, need to submit to this. And, and I think, again, that's just an important truth for them to learn the sufficiency of Scripture um, and know that we're not going to have explicit answers to everything. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think it's also important to to make sure that we don't make God out to be the author of sin, um, that, that, that he's the one that sinned, um, because it is it was Adam and Eve, and it was fully their responsibility that they sinned. Um, and so we got to be careful in talking about this, that we don't make God the author of sin, um, mm. that it's fully Adam and Eve. Um, so even though he was sovereign, there's still human responsibility. Um, in that situation. Yeah, that's, I'm um, really glad, <laughs> really glad you're bringing that up. We don't want to leave that, that out for sure. Cause that's, that's huge. And I've definitely, I mean, I've had those conversations with students to where we just go round and around in circles of, but he created Adam and Eve. And so, you know, he's got to be responsible and no, saying, no, he's not the author of sin. I know that's very tough um, to grasp and uh, we want to push back on that. Uh, but pointing, like you said, to Adam and Eve's responsibility, and that ultimately God is not the author of sin. And even if it is kind of confusing, we go around and around in circles, uh, we still have to keep asserting that, and we've got to be teaching our students this is the truth and this is the reality, um, even if it is a little baffling and hard at times. Um, so that's, that's definitely a good word. Scott, do you want to say anything else as we start closing this out? Um, no, just that there's not a satisfying answer to that question, and that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's humbling for sure, and it's good for us to accept that. And um, yeah, I know pretty much every youth worker is going to have to deal with this. Uh, this is definitely a question that uh, students want to bring up. So this is helpful, Scott. It's good for us to wrestle with it. It's good for us to kind of uh, realize the finiteness of our own minds and how we can't fully uh, comprehend all that God does. And um, yeah, it's just a good uh, humbling place for us to be in. Uh, and so. Um, Tomorrow, as we finish our conversation up with Scott, we're actually going to get into a question um, from parents, and that's uh, dealing with Snapchat. Uh, So uh, be sure and tune in to that. I know most people will 
uh, want to hear what all we have to say. Uh, so, Scott, look forward to talking about that tomorrow. All right. Thanks.